Welcome to another Madcap episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week, in this episode, I'll be talking about the bizarre, the paranormal, the unexplained, the unusual, the haunted, and the overall creepy of what has gone on behind the Iron Curtain, which is now no longer referred to as the Iron Curtain since the Cold War has allegedly ended. And that would be the former Soviet Union, Mother Russia, as they call it. Or as they called it in James Bond films when the villains were Russians. Uh, not really sure how we should view the Russians currently with Vladimir Putin leading them. And forever, how long, much longer he decides to stay in power. Uh, Russia was a thorn in the side of the United States for decades. Then they smoothed out a little bit with Gorbachev. Then the Berlin Wall came down. Then they laid dormant for a bit, controlled and owned and operated by fallout branches of the KGB, which ended up being mob ties running the nation. And then Putin takes power, and he's a former KGB operative. And now Russia seems to be a main piece on the chessboard. They have been for a couple of decades now. So this week's episode is all about that. Chernobyl, Yeti, uh, UFO sightings in the Soviet Union, or Russia, whatever the hell you want to call it now. But please hold for an important word from our sponsor, and I'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. The Baikal Lake Humanoids in Russia. Russia's Lake Baikal is said to be the home of a colossal beast. But there are other reports that suggest that this monumental body of water may also harbor a base for extraterrestrial visitors. And there are NASA photos that may prove it. Located in Siberia, near the Mongolian border and surrounded by steep mountains and dense forests, nearly 30 30 million year old Bikau Lake is the largest freshwater body of water in the world with a reported depth of over 4,911 feet this colossal lake is credited with holding over 20% of the planet's freshwater and harboring more indigenous species of flora and fauna than any other lake on the face of the earth including numerous fish species found nowhere else. Bacal is, of course, perfectly suited to harbor a lake monster of immense proportions. And numerous eyewitnesses confirm that it, it does indeed. But there are photos and observers who insist that the lake hides more than just the Bacal lake monster. They swear that it conceals creatures that hail from out of this world. According to Vladimir Azkaza, a famed UFOologist and former Soviet naval officer, declassified secret files released by the Russian government indicate that in 1982, 
seven military divers were training in the depths of Bacal when they spied bizarrely shaped underwater vehicles that moved far faster than any technologically the Soviet Navy was in possession of at that time. A cool side note is the fact that the ships that were used in Star Wars Episode One, that the Gungans used to go in and out of the lake on the planet Naboo were modeled after what these divers had witnessed. So George Lucas brought these to life on the big screen to show other people what an underwater species, how they would move around, what they would live in, what they would ride around in. It was a close comparison to what these divers saw. As if that weren't strange enough, though, the divers also claimed that they came across a squad of silver suit clad, though clearly non-human, beings at the depth of about 150 feet. These brave and quite possibly foolhardy divers attempted to capture some of these unusual humanoids, resulting in the brutal depth deaths of three of the divers. The four survivors who recounted their harrowing experience were also said to have been severely injured by these visitors. And updated files about this encounter and uh, eyewitness accounts from the Russian Navy, uh, Russian military intelligence, and KGB files that the CIA have in their possession that they have slowly been leaking to the public, like their acknowledgement that UFOs are in fact real and not of our planet, of our world, of any known origin. So these things are slowly coming to light. While Cold War era records from the former Soviet Union are often redacted to the point of incoherence, there have been some recent photos released by NASA that may have confirmed that Lake Bacal conceals some very UFO-like technology. Between April 5th and April 20th, 2009, astronauts aboard the International Space Station photographed two enigmatic circular convection breaks which appeared to have been created by something rising up from below the ice-covered Lake Bacal. One of the saucer-like cracks was located at the southern end of the lake, while the other was miles away in the center of the lake. Both of these, has, as yet unexplained circles, were approximately three miles in diameter and caused massive ice fractures on the frozen surface of the lake. There are even some researchers who have speculated that the MODIS, Moderate Resolution Image Spectrometer, images released by NASA give a clear indication of a circular or disc-shaped object emerging from the depths of the frigid lake. Could these be the same so-called vehicles seen by the unnamed Soviet divers in 1982? Not surprisingly... Azaksa believes that the underwater bases harboring UFOs or USOs, unidentified submerged objects, are very real. He says, I think about underwater bases and say, why not? Nothing should be discarded. Skepticism is the easiest way. Believe nothing, do nothing. People rarely visit great depths. So it's very important to analyze what they encounter there. In the summer of 2012, a group of amateur adventurers known as the Trans-Eurasian 
UFO search expeditions set up various pieces of recording and scientific equipment on the shores of Lake Baikal in hopes of finding evidence of UFOs. Expedition member Vladimir Kuznetsov told a Reuters correspondent about a fascinating UFO case involving the lake in the late 1950s. He says, here in 1958, there was an TU-154 airplane crash. There were some reports from the locals that a UFO pursued the aircraft till it reached Bacal waters right there. And there were frequent reports of UFO activity around Bacal. So this is the reason why we decided to meet here. Perhaps the most intriguing question one must consider regarding the abundant known and unknown life dwelling in our planet's biggest freshwater body is whether or not the famous Bacal Lake monster has anything to do with these potentially extraterrestrial and clearly violent humanoids. Is the monster an intergalactic version of a guard dog used to protect the underwater headquarters of non-Earth beings, or is it simply a case of cryptids and aliens doing their best to coexist in the vast expanse of Bikal? Whatever their answer may be, this ancient and isolated Russian lake must be considered one of the most mysterious regions left on our planet. Please hold for an important word from our sponsor. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. The report stated that the flying saucer had appeared over a military unit training in Siberia. It was cloaked, and they were not aware of that, and inadvertently shot it down. One of the soldiers is then said to have called everyone else to go and seek the vehicle after it crashed to the ground. It said five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes got out of the crashed vessel. Just two soldiers are said to have survived this encounter. The report claims five beings emerged from the crashed craft and the joined together to form a ball of light, which then exploded, turning 23 soldiers into stone. The report reads, the KGB goes on to say that the remains of the petrified soldiers were transferred to a secret research institution near Moscow. After this incident, the two witnesses who survived stated that when this blast occurred, they were temporarily blinded but then regained their sight a few minutes after that. It was a bright flash of light, started out pulsating, and a low-pitched hum could be heard. And it just knocked half of them down, and the others stood in place and turned into stone, or mummified, dehydrated, whatever you want to call it. And then another craft dropped out of the sky and destroyed the UFO that had been shot down, and picked up the five humanoid aliens that were on the ground. Specialists assume that a source of energy still unknown to earthlings instantly changed the structure of the soldiers' living organisms, having transformed it into a substance whose molecular structure was no different to limestone. A CIA representative stated at the end of this report, if the KGB file correspondents are being real about this, this is an extremely menacing case. It is not explained in the document why the CIA 
held a translation of the Ukrainian newspaper report on file to coincide with this. According to UFO website and YouTube channel Lion's Ground, you have to be careful about what the CIA publishes online, as it could be deliberate, deliberate misinformation. This one should really shake you to the core. This is a recording of what has been described as the sounds of hell. This occurred, first time I ever heard it was in the late 1980s. And this was a recording floating around. It was actually shared with me back when I was in high school by a missionary who had done some work in the Soviet Union. And this was recorded from some sort of a uh, drilling recording tool when they drill for oil or drilling to set up some sort of an underground tunnel system. This was near Siberia. And when they were drilling, a sinkhole developed and it looked bottomless. So they dropped some recording equipment into it because they could slightly hear some kind of weird echoing, uh, like a shouting sound from beneath. They thought at first it was the drill. They shut it off and they could still hear the sound even with the drill off at that point. So it wasn't the drill making that noise. They dropped the recording equipment in and this is what they recorded. And this is what I'm about to share with you. The sounds of hell. Are these indeed tortured souls screaming from the bowels of hell, crying out for help and eternal torment? I really hope not because it's a, a haunting sound, but this was also shared on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell and George Norrie. It was shared originally by Art Bell, and then when George Norrie took over and Art would appear regularly up until the point of his death, uh, this surfaced once again the recording itself. And now a word from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The Russian Navy declassifies Cold War encounters. They cracked this wide open. The CIA has really been working hard to get this information out. And what better time to get all this information out than when we're at the tail end of a pandemic, possibly still the middle of the pandemic, whether it be the eye of the storm. There's mass confusion all over the world. There's a race war going on in the United States. There's vegetarians versus meat eaters. There's the Republicans wanting to choke the middle class and the poor to death. There's Republicans launching vicious attacks, physical attacks, and threatening the lives of Democrats in office. Uh, an assault on our capital uh, from insurgents that has not happened since the War of 1812. Um, just a few hundred people did a better job than the Confederacy did in regards to reaching the steps of the Capitol and wreaking havoc on our elected officials and threatening the lives of democratic lawmakers. The world's a confusing time right now.
You've got people calling themselves pro-life that are really nothing more than pro-birth because they'll fight to the very end for the unborn, but once the kid's here, screw you. We're going to cut all funding. We're going to cut all free food, free education. We're going to cut it all. And you know what? We're going to force that woman to not allow her to have body autonomy and say, nope, you got to carry the kid no matter whether you were raped, no matter whether the contraceptive didn't work. Oh, you know what? We're going to ban contraceptives now. So good luck. Pro-life. No, not really. It's a dark, confusing time we're in right now. And I bring these stories to you to try and create my own or create a community of people who are into this sort of bizarre and weird phenomenon and just forget the world around us and try to escape. That's why I do the podcast I do. Try to make life fun with what time we do have. Now, as I was saying, this is a great catch by Phil Ewing at Navy Times. Scoop Deck blog. The Russian Navy confirmed declassified its records on Cold War UFO sightings. Turns out 50% of UFO encounters are connected with oceans. 15% more than with lakes. So UFOs tend to stick to water for some reason, which really blows a hole in the whole Eminite Shyamalan movie with signs, because a planet like ours that is 70 plus percent water, the aliens that came to it were like deathly allergic to water, and it would turn them into steaming ash, much like what happened to the Wicked Witch and the Wizard of Oz threw a bucket of water on her, she melted. Same with those aliens from that movie. So, we are a planet that is predominantly water. And these UFO sightings seem to be hovering around and taking place near the ocean, near massive lakes. And one Russian officer explained on several of these instances that the instruments gave reading of material objects moving at incredible speeds. A sub-commander recalled calculations showed speeds of about 230 knots or 400 kph speeding so fast is a challenge even on the surface but water resistance is much higher it was like the objects defy the laws of physics there's only one explanation the creatures who built them far surpass us in development on so many levels insert jab about superior ufo submarine technology here all joking aside, in one alleged incident in 1982, three Navy diver trainees reportedly died pursuing what survivors described as a group of humanoid creatures. And that, what I mentioned earlier, that this happened in Lake Bacow, the world's deepest lake. And now a word from our sponsor. According to a magazine operated by Russia's Defense Ministry, Moscow trains paranormal soldiers... The February 2021 edition of Armeski Spornikdiv Army Collection, the Russian Defense Ministry's official magazine, features a strange article titled Super Soldier for the Wars of the Future that describes the military's work in Russia with combat psychics. 
The magazine RBC noticed the text which says, The Russian military supposedly uses paranormal tactics to help soldiers learn foreign languages, treat wound, tra- wounded troops in battle, detect ambushes, hideouts, and weapons, uh, crash computer programs, burn crystals, eavesdrop on conversations, and disrupt telecommunications, including television and radio waves. Russia also apparently has specialists who use telepathy to question prisoners and give orders to dolphins. Telepathic nonverbal interrogation, the article explains, can determine which enemy soldiers are receptive to recruitment and reveal their individual strengths and weaknesses. The military are supposedly offering training in psychic countermeasures, teaching special forces soldiers to hold up during enemy interrogation and top national and industrial and banking officials to guard their secrets against enemy telepaths. According to the Russian magazine, Russia's armed forces once deployed paranormal assets in Chechnya. Does this stuff work? It's been said several successful experiments have come to light. Psychics have allegedly managed to read a document locked in a safe, written in a language they don't speak, and identify terrorists and terrorist candidates. The head of the analytics department at this magazine told RBC that paranormal troops deserve a place in Russia's military, explaining that Soviet scientists worked to develop the methods especially between the 1960s and 1980s. The heads of Anti-Pseudoscience Commission at Russian Academy of Sciences says military parapsychology is bunk. Chief editor of this article hasn't exactly embraced the article's findings, telling RBC that his authors are responsible for the credibility of their own texts. The magazine, he says, simply publishes articles containing research, information, and discussion about military topics. The article's author is a reserve army colonel born in 1951 named Nikolai Poroskov, who's worked with at least two other military publications. He fought in Chechnya and Sierra Leone, receiving the order for merit to the fatherland for his service. The Russian authorities have a history of flirting with paranormal pseudoscience, In December of 2006, retired KGB general Boris Rotnikov claimed in an interview that he was involved with a top-secret occult project that succeeded in reading U.S. State Secretary Madeleine Albright's mind, attributing to her a pathological hatred of Slavics and the belief that America should seize Russian natural resources. Russian Secretary Council Secretary Nikolai Partnichev later internalized this information, claiming in June 2015 that Albright actually said these things aloud. In 2009, State Duma Speaker Boris Gryskov supported lobbying by a pseudoscientist named Viktor Pertkev, who unsuccessfully lobbied the Russian government to spend trillions of rubles to buy and install his phony water filtration devices in schools and other public facilities. Available to order now, my first audiobook, 
Neil Parks presents truly terrifying tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Organism 46B. Have you heard of it? The creature designated as Organism 46B was an aquatic beast, allegedly captured by a Russian scientific team near the research outpost Vostok Station. Organism 46B is said to be an enormous 33-foot long, 14-tentacle squid-like creature which lives in Lake Vostok, a subglacial lake located under two miles of ice beneath Vostok Station and the Antarctic. The animal has limbs that are animate and aggressive even after amputation. Uh, could realize, release a toxin into the water to immobilize its prey from a distance of up to 150 feet. Displays an astonishing degree of shape-shifting, according to reports, and showed a considerable degree of both hostility and intelligence. Vostok Station, established by the Soviets in 1957, was discovered to have been sighted atop a vast body of liquid water beneath the ice in 1974, which was subsequently named Lake Vostok. After the station, after 30 years of ice core drilling, the research team finally breached through the lake on the 5th of February in 2012. This must have occurred sometime between then and the 30th of November 2016, which was when the story first broke, although the exact dates have so far proven impossible to track down. Dr. Anton Padalica claims to have been part of the first scientific expedition to explore the lake. He says, we encountered organism 46B on our first day. It disabled our radio, which we later learned to our alarm was intentional. It is also able to paralyze prey from a distance of up to 150 feet by releasing toxic venom into the water. Tragically, my colleagues and lifelong friends, um, one of them was killed in this way. Later, while driving in the lake, the group was attacked, the creature releasing this venom, which took hold of one of them. The organism then proceeded to kill and eat him. As Padakala stated, he, treated, he treaded water, wearing a blissful smile as the organism approached him. We watched helplessly as it used its arms to tear off his head and popped its remains into its mouth. It was as if it had hypnotized him telepathically. Still later, 46B stalked the group, displaying its shape-shifting ability. 
it allegedly shapeshifted itself into the form of a human diver. We thought it was one of our own colleagues swimming towards us in scuba gear. By the time one of our closest scientists had realized it, it had grabbed him and torn him to bits before he could get away. Escaping the creature, a member of the team managed to lop off one of 46B's tentacles. Although the severed limb attacked the group again, later that night it slid across the ice bank and strangled her, stated Padalica. After finally trapping the creature in a tank, the surviving members of the team brought it to the surface where they claim Russian officials seized the beast and told the international press that it had found nothing. A Russian doctor suggests that Yeti could have killed a group of hikers. One of the more fantastic theories for what may have caused the infamous pass incident is getting another look thanks to a Russian doctor who says that a Yeti could have caused the tragic event. Over the last 60 years, historians and armchair researchers have offered no shortage of possible explanations for what could have killed nine hikers in the Ural Mountains back in 1959. Although ideas such as an avalanche or a weapons test gone awry are usually treated as plausible, the proverbial snowman hypothesis has been largely dismissed as merely an example of just how outlandish the speculation can sometimes get. However, a fascinating new investigation by a Russian media outlet explores the often derided idea that a Siberian Sasquatch could have somehow led to the hiking party's mysterious demise. The surprisingly lengthy piece was inspired by the musings of what the outlet calls an eminent doctor, who postulated that the rib injuries sustained by two of the dead hikers were the result of a large creature squeezing their chest in a manner similar to an adult inadvertently hurting a child by embracing them with too much force. Alas, it is entirely understandable, considering the allegedly renowned doctor opted not to reveal his name for fear of being ridiculed. Nonetheless, this bold assertion that Bigfoot might be to blame for the incident apparently led reporters to look into such a scenario, and in turn, they uncovered several fascinating witness accounts of a Sasquatch-like creature known as Kompolan lurking in the region. One such account came from a local historian who recalled camping in the Ural Mountains and discovering massive barefoot prints outside his tent in the morning as well as a tall tree nearby that inexplicably twisted into a spiral. Others recalled actually spotting the creatures and described them as one might expect tall, bipedal, and hairy. <clears throat> Quite a few residents from the region who were willing to share their knowledge of the Kompolan ascribed a number of almost supernatural abilities to these creatures, bearing an uncanny resemblance to the North American tales of Bigfoot. One individual noted that mysterious cryptids are close. The person experiences a hypnotic suggestion, which causes fear or even panic. Another witness described seeing the beast vanish before their eyes, as if they evaporated into thin air. Chillingly, several people <clears throat> blame the creature for mysterious disappearances in the area, and one even went as far as to share a classic challenging story in which a human baby was seemingly switched with that of a Kompolan. 
although it is still seems highly unlikely that the past incident could have been caused by a Yeti encounter. The component accounts of the people in the region are rather fascinating, since a good number of the tales are almost certainly being shared with the world for the first time ever. And so we are probably <clears throat> owe some gratitude to the mysterious doctor who dared to go there and in turn help to unearth a slew of sensational and unheard of stories of the mysterious Sasquatch-like creature said to lurk in the mountains of Siberia. That's it for this week. I had a lot of really cool stuff to share, I think. That's me bragging. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm still recuperating from a week and a half on vacation because sometimes you need a vacation after having taken a vacation. Very tired from the drive. But we decided to drive it and stay off airplanes for a bit. Until everyone, or at least a majority of the population, is vaccinated from this pandemic. Have a great rest of the week. Terrific weekend. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Thank you, and God bless. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of